Welcome back to BS Reactor and the second part of our special conversation about the classic series, A Different World. Check out part one so this makes as much sense as possible. Just like last time, we're going to be using profanity and spoilers to get our points across. So if you're not into that kind of thing, tap stop before the music ends. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you. When I first started watching through the episodes to prep for this, I thought I had seen way more of this show than I actually had. Mm-hmm. It was in syndication. I caught a couple episodes yeah. here or there, but like when it was first airing, because my parents are like weird and whatever, they actually locked the TV in the closet through most of my childhood and they wouldn't actually Harry break style. it out. Yeah. Harry style. But it was like when they brought it out for the Olympics and movies and stuff, but like it wasn't, TV wasn't like a staple of my life. And then we brought it back out in the late nineties when like everyone had TV. So watching back through it now is like a way different experience than I probably would have had back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting, though. I hadn't thought about a there lot of this so stuff. There's so many. Yeah, and I've watched it off and on now throughout. Um, and I, of course, didn't start watching it till it was pretty much the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to do a bunch of double takes to be like, wait, this is yeah. this is early 90s? Because it doesn't feel like it. Yes. I, yeah. I forgot that, that Sinbad was on it. Yeah, having Walter, <laughs> Walter's <laughs> character was... I love Sinbad. Was, was, <laughs> comedic relief but also was kind of like the adult in the room at times that needed it like you know that you know when there was the episode where kim thought she might be pregnant Uh and you know eddie's like he's playing pool with the colonel and stuff like that he's like i told y'all not to interrupt me unless someone's dead or someone's pregnant and he's like so who's dead he's like not dead he's like Oh, did, did not you give you the special fa- Oak, yeah. pack? Yeah. He's like, what? We were just in the moment. No, you would still be ready if you will have the Walter, Walter Oates big pack. pack. <laughs> like, and the way he said it, like, like he said, like, I sat y'all down uh-huh. specifically for this and set you up specifically for this. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I was preparing for what I know would come for you all. Mm-hmm. And for you to still not take that responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, he would chew into them in a way where they remembered it because he generated enough respect out of them, which yeah. I thought was really great having that mentorship Definitely. shown in the show. They're not just running around Do trying whatever. to figure this out. There is someone available for them to say like, yeah, you can be kind of dumb, but let's just kind of steer you back here a little bit and this person does not have any necessarily say over like their grades or anything like that but is literally just there to kind of help support them so to talk about that the importance of this because this is a very important series so Mm -hmm. i want to talk about some episodes that i've believe are very important not to me but also important overall also because majority of them actually all of them were second season on because first season sucked because you had a recent <laughs> so when the new <laughs> the show character. came in she was like she made it more like an hbcu because yeah. before that it was it was a sick yeah the laugh track was really amping everything up also jasmine guy said in the reunion get-togethers that before debbie allen came on there wasn't any communication between the actors and the writers so you had these young people playing these roles that were written by people who were 
probably not in touch. In, in uh, the right. thir- mid yeah. to late 30s. And like that's one of the biggest things that changed is that mm. the actors started to have a lot more agency in the way yeah. things went. And they would interview people from the colleges like what yes. do you uh-huh. want, actually want to hear about? Yeah. Jasmine Guy almost quit. She was like everyone is treating everyone terribly and thank you for this opportunity but I do not wish to stay. And it wasn't until they were like oh we have a whole bunch of new things happening that she decided to give it a go. Yeah. I talk about all the time I don't like first season because of literally because of Denise. I think mm-hmm. Denise is the reason why that first season was garbage. It, it, <laughs> better, it got better when she so left. She's super hot. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. She got off the show because she made Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. No complaints. I but mean, like, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm totally glad about it. But <laughs> realistically, Denise and all the Cosby, I was going to say Cus- Cusable. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Cuscable instead of Huxable kids. <laughs> right, yeah. Mixing that. All the Huxable kids, she was the, like the worst because she didn't. <laughs> yes. She's like the middle child, okay, though, right? I have a question. Is she the middle child? So Theo, so. Oh, in the is. Cosby show, Theo got no, diagnosed with dyslexia. Was yes. that right? Yeah. And there was this whole conversation. I haven't seen the show in a long time. But it was like, I shouldn't have to try as hard. I have this condition. And then his dad was like, no, you have to try harder. You have this condition. Mm-hmm. And it, now that you know, you have to work with it kind of a thing. Was Denise ever diagnosed with anything? Because it is bonkers to me that she shows up at college and is just fucking bombing out left and right yeah, but clearly really sold trying <laughs> yeah well and I'm yeah. like no she wasn't and the thing is she was so easily swayed or distracted or just like, kind of maybe she had ADD yes. yeah I was like she has ADHD and she needs some be, help because she made so many life decisions off the spur of the moment like she went to college came back she didn't want to do college anymore so they're like alright fine so she's like, I'm gonna go off to Africa and be in the Peace Corps <laughs> or something she yeah. comes back married and has a kid yeah you're like what like what (laughs) things she always i understand claire and and cliff were we'll call them wealthy well off because one's a lawyer and one's a doctor but like denise always suspected her parents just cover everything for her even when she became an adult and became a mother she's like oh well (laughs) the housing situation situation. (laughs) like she literally did not have a house for her and her family because she didn't think about getting back to them it's a drop all he had to do was drop off a paper in an office yes Mm -hmm. yeah so what happened the (laughs) reason why when Dwayne goes back to visit the huxable house Mm -hmm. on the way Mm -hmm. and he was going to see Denise. Yeah, the Uh reason why they were living there is because Denise was supposed to drop off a letter to the naval offices basically saying that, yes, we do want housing on the base. Yes. That's all she had to do. Because Martin was at sea. Uh So she, as his wife, was responsible for it. And they sent them the letter. They're literally waiting on housing. So when they sent them the letter, all she had to do was sent the letter back saying that it was like check yes or check no right she all had to do was check yes and took it and she didn't do it so they had to live with the parents luckily for them Mars he was in rhode island or something was where he was stationed uh-huh. so it wasn't that far of a drive for them i mean it's so far drive but they're lucky but basically they would have been homeless right so that I was figured. that that's so that's the whole reason <laughs> why she was even there yeah. Yeah. but yeah so i mean so you have denise who just needs to all she had to do was sit she yes. never grew up that's the thing she never grew up <laughs> 
in any yeah. series. So that was got me. Anyway, you were going to That's why I hated her. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't hate her. That's why I didn't like her. Nah. Uh, but some of me, like, one of the first ones is season two, episode 10, Rail Free Hillman. Mm-hmm. This episode Where is they, when- they sit in, yeah. Yeah, they do the sit in in the admin office because mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne plays a bootleg copy of a new rap song on the school's radio, but he doesn't listen to it before he yeah, puts it on you there. you got to listen. Yes, that's the one <laughs> thing you got to listen. And so, of course, the dean pulls the plug on the radio station uh-huh. and says, no, you're not playing it. And everyone's like, oh, they're ruining our freedom of speech and blah, blah. So you do a sit-in. Like, that's not what that means. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I like yeah. about it. Because after listening to it, Dwayne was like, oh, man, these lyrics are horrible. Why did we put these? Like, I should have done this because he didn't listen to it. He just wanted to do it because it was first and fast. Mm-hmm. At the end, nobody gets in trouble because they realize, hey, he apologizes to the dean and everyone happens, blah, blah. The reason why that was important to me, because as a young age, I thought that you have freedom of speech, so you can say what you want. There should be no issues. This was the first time I saw that freedom of speech. Yeah, you could say what you want and play what you want and stuff like that. But that doesn't give you freedom from responsibility or freedom from consequences to your actions. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the dean taking them off the air was a direct relation to him playing that. And they're like, well, you're not allowing us to have freedom of speech. She said she didn't say anything that you can play it. She just said, I'm there not playing consequences. Yeah. Yeah. To you. Consequences well, she, and she, there. she said, though, she pulled the plug literally was to save the entire radio itself. Yes. Yeah, FCC said, don't play around. Yet. Yeah. She yes. said she's like, it would have been pulled no matter what. But the matter of whether or not Helma would have stayed on the radio at all mm-hmm. was at play. I do like that. And they're trying to guide them to making good choices. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And the dean came in because she had a little bit of a greater context mm-hmm. of things. She's like, I get it. And she's like, I agree. The music is trash. But she's like, it's not just you yes. you have and, a greater responsibility and that was the thing that taught me because because uh, like i said growing up we always about oh it's all right so you can say what you want except you don't say nothing about fire in a crowded room or theater or whatever like they say because it's like okay but then i realized people nowadays they act like they can just say whatever they want and uh-huh. there won't be any consequences to their action no one's telling us well they're telling you, you can't do it they tell you shouldn't do it yeah no one's saying you can't say what you want i can go to my boss and say hey, man you're a piece <laughs> of garbage and when i get out of here i'm gonna hit you, you with there, my car you will have legal ramifications yeah but sometimes the ramifications are worth it if the cause is good enough exactly and like a song i don't feel like it gets to that level yeah especially a song that you listen to the lyrics you're like two life crew would have been say this is good right. <laughs> and so i was like wow that's cool like just because you have the right to do something and you do it doesn't uh-huh. mean you have the right from consequences right. and mm-hmm. also pick your battles pick when you want to die on the yeah like, the like I'm mm-hmm. dying on the hill of free speech when it comes to a guy talking about I like those women's booties bouncing up and down and whatever. <laughs> I went over. I didn't forget what it was about. So another one of mine is actually one of the first is, is in the same season, season two, episode twenty. No means no. Yeah, that was one of the ones that uh, Bill did the intro for. Yeah, again, I was, little, again, I was again? a little bit like, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. 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 But that episode, and the thing is that's interesting about that episode is, man, does it hold up still? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, before you get into it, let me give you everyone a summary. Okay. Yeah. This this is the one where Freddie falls for star baseball player who everyone thinks is awesome. Mm-hmm. And she went with this guy on a date after she broke a date up with Dwayne because Dwayne realized she liked him. He's like, uh-huh. a good guy. But later on, before they actually go on their date, Dwayne talks to this guy. I think his name is Quincy or something. I don't know. What yeah, was. I don't know. But he talks to him and the guy basically tells him that earlier he date raped somebody or sexy assaulted somebody. No, what the guy says and to get into the nuance, he tells Dwayne that women are trained to say no. Oh, 
It's our job to let them Mm -hmm. off the hook. Yes. Basically Mm -hmm. saying. They say no, but. And Dwayne's like, that exactly. and he goes yeah. to Walter, and, like, and Walter's like, No, for real, that's 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 for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he talks to Walter about it, and Walter goes and talks to the guy, and now you have to get into what actually happened in the yeah. episode. So, Freddie is thinking this guy, the baseball player, is, is great, and that's the general idea is that everyone thinks he's mm-hmm. this just yeah. great, mm-hmm. and Dwayne senses something is off after speaking with him, is trying to tell Freddie not to go on the date, he's trying to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. And Freddie doesn't listen to him because she just thinks he's jealous because they were supposed to have a date right. earlier. Right. So Freddie goes out on this date and they go to a lookout point, which, OK, you know, people do things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there shouldn't be necessarily an expectation, as we all know. Right. Of Absolutely. Thinking. Yeah. However, uh, we know going into that this guy is like we're trained to, you know, mm-hmm. let them off the hook if they say mm-hmm. no, because that's their job. And I'm doing quotation marks like anybody can see. <laughs> <me>. but, anyhow, <laughs> your voice is doing it, too. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this guy starts pushing more. Yeah. Than what Freddie is saying that she's comfortable with and she's vocalizing she's not comfortable with this and mm-hmm. she's now she saying no. Says no means no. So then Dwayne, being a good friend, followed them. <laughs> I know yeah. I was like, what do you no. was, it was but a little it, but you know, yeah, but in this so case, in this case, you know, Dwayne comes flying in through the sunroof, moonroof. I don't care what you call it, sunroof. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an internet debate about what does that mean? I'm like, uh, yeah, what I'm not a car guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> but so he comes flying in to kind of help Freddie and he's like, run, Freddie, run. So Freddie's able to get out of the car and start mm-hmm. running and he's like wait Freddie Reed because now he's like stuck upside down <laughs> yeah, and he did that and so coming back now we're back at Hillman because now Dwayne obviously has intervened on Freddie's behalf stall baseball player I'm going to call him Clinton I really can't remember his name I'm yeah, his name was Quincy something like that but, but I don't know anyway so he comes in and Walter's like you better have a good reason for breaking curfew mm-hmm. and he's like man you better talk to Dwayne he's like what do you mean Dwayne he interrupted my date with Freddie and this is where you start seeing the conveniency of how a story is told because this is where the he said she said mm-hmm. stuff starts. So he's like, he interrupted my date with Freddie. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, he's like, well, yeah. He's like, I don't know why he did it. Like basically completely blowing off uh-huh. yeah. why right. Dwayne jumped in. And he's like, but you know, Freddie, she's a hellcat. Basically, he's assuming that as a guy, Walter Walter's will cool understand that mm-hmm. something, you know, she's like, she plays this sweet, innocent thing. Like yeah, the act of He had like claw action. marks on his face too. Right. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what he's like, where those claw marks? Like, well, Freddie plays a sweet, innocent game but she's not like that basically buying into the whole thing of the sweet innocent thing is just something women are trained to do no Mm -hmm. woman or no person even could act that way and that's when he says well you know you're supposed to do that we're supposed to let him off the hook which is what Dwayne had told Walter earlier and so as soon as he heard that he's like "Mm mm-hmm he's like nah dude like (laughs) it's not like this is not cool it helped in that regard to see that someone in a position of authority immediately understood the situation mm-hmm. and pursued to take action and start yanking his privileges yeah. away, which is what something we don't often see. Yeah. Oh, at the end of that episode, he goes to jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because, because uh, there was a previous one where he did, based on the way they yeah, inf- right, inferred yeah. it, that he did end up sexually assaulting and fully on raping the other victim. Mm-hmm. And she then had the ability to come forward because Freddie was able to tell and her story. Freddie mm-hmm. was, and there's part two, is that all the friends, men and female friends, egged and supported Freddie to go down and make a statement because I think, yeah. was it Dwayne took her? Yeah, Dwayne went with her. Yeah, to make a statement. To help her make a statement, but it was because he's the star baseball player. Yeah. He's got this power right, on the campus. Yeah. The other victim, she was terrified. And we see her briefly early in the episode where she kind of scurries away. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I had that. She's all this in the bed, you know, telling that these bravado when, stories. The locker room talk is yeah. literally in the yeah. locker room. 
him. And that's what he tells Dwayne about, you know, yeah, you gotta thing, yeah. let him off the hook. So, yeah. So, I mean, so it goes into this whole thing because you still see that today. I mean, you still see it with mm-hmm. particularly male athletes, mm-hmm. you know, having accusations come forward. I don't want to get into every accusation is absolutely true, but I'm like, but you also take into account it's extraordinarily hard for a victim to come forward, even yeah. if it's not going to be publicized. Absolutely. The way. Mm-hmm. So and it's, you know, I don't ascribe to there are not as many false accusations yeah, happening absolutely. as you people yeah, try Me to Too movement was definitely trendsetting and I, I'm mm-hmm. glad people are actually yeah, pushing it, things forward. And this now. is like the first time I've heard as we talked about the actual issue of date rape on campuses. Because this is something that many colleges freaking just bury under the rug because mm-hmm. A, like you said, they don't believe it. B, they don't care. Or C, they just don't want to lose their enrollment numbers. Yeah. And I know Anne's like a SVU aficionado. Mm-hmm. Law and mm-hmm. order. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there were a lot of episodes that go into that issue too. Uh, yes. Would, don't send your children aired. to the fictional university of Hudson University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was going on in the same time. That reports were on the rise, and it's still an issue. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it's an issue. Well, and it, the unfortunate—I know Pat has heard me rail on this a little bit, <laughs> and I know you don't love it—but I think there is a huge issue with specifically athletic stars being revered in the way that they're revered, which gives them this power, this idea that no one gets to say no to me because I hold the power of the prestige of being this this yeah. great athlete, and not to say it's only athletes who are raping people on campuses but it she's saying this for everyone out there she's saying this because that was who the person was in this episode yeah, yes. this one, yeah. but everybody needs to know that they're not above the rules mm-hmm. they're not yeah. above the law and people should be used to hearing no and i feel like when you get specifically athletes like other positions where they're told like this is the most important thing you can do we'll give you anything if you do this for us mm-hmm. we can make money off of your talents then you can have anything you want as long as we can make a profit off of you then there's an expectation that they get anything that they want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's not how life works. And that shouldn't no, be how no. anyone's setting up an expectation. Yeah. And wasn't the showrunner for this? Uh, she was also in Fame, right? Yes. Okay. But well, she was in the TV show Fame, not the movie Fame. Oh, well, that's fame. right. Yeah. Isaac is talking about this because I love the movie Fame <laughs> more than anyone else I know. And this is an it's issue. It's that comes up, yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. And fame. so Different World touches on so many things like it touched on this episode and then no. to kind of follow up in some of the later episodes because my season five, you want to talk about it. Which one? <laughs> Gina, <laughs> Gina and the purple shoes. The domestic abuse thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, yeah. So, you can talk about that yeah, one because yeah. that yeah. wasn't one of my... Yeah. I forgot about the episode, but no, I remember No, I've that never one. forgotten about the episode. I didn't think the shoes were that ugly, quite frankly. Today. Today, I don't think the shoes are that ugly. She was but, not ugly. No. No. But so touching on something that significant, you know, he was a football player, right? He, no, he was someone on the school. He was a rapper. Right? Oh, yeah. a rapper. Yeah. 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 He, was yeah. A, he was a student, but also a rapper. Mm-hmm. And before we see the physical ramifications that were occurring, Gina's talking about, oh, my man, he bought these from, I can't think of it. Can you look at the name of the, the character's name? I can't think of it. Oh, but, um, no, 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 no. Dion. The, the, the boyfriend. Dion. Dion. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, Dion is mentioned actually in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And he comes back in season six. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's mentioned kind of leaning up to it, but then in the episode in particular, it's like, oh, he wants me over these or Dion wouldn't agree to this. You hear these things of control sliding mm-hmm. in, which I mm-hmm. think is actually well written because yeah. it's in a way that yeah. everyday conversation and think about until you start putting together patterns. Mm-hmm. So we see or we hear things, you know, and we like we heard rumors like somebody was they were fighting in the quad, but we couldn't see who it was because I was on the roof and he smacked her, but no one knew who it was. So they're touching on these things in a way that says here are your signs mm-hmm. and we're not going to 
going to open it up until later in the episode that who is and what's happening. But we also see physically what is happening to Gina. And when she was in the radio scene of the Mm -hmm. episode, every time I see that, it still kind of gives me pause because it is very disturbing. It really Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And they go through, well, they they had to have like interviewed someone who works with domestic abuse victims because all of the signs are there. And by the end of it, it it does kind of go like Lifetime movie channel. It does. It it gets intense. I don't know. It's it's a good thing. They do a lot with 23 minutes. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is, once again, this is back in the early 90s. This wasn't something that. Yeah, it wasn't something that came up. Yeah. It wasn't something like, you expect something like this nowadays. Mm -hmm. This is kind of how groundbreaking this show was. But didn't Mm -hmm. they say on that reunion thing that Kadeem wrote that episode? Yeah, he did. And he wrote it because it was something that he was seeing happen in his friend group. Mm -hmm. And so, like, unfortunately, there's a young man who's writing the story of someone he knows and cares about. Yeah, and then he said the showrunner had to go to bat for him to, like, get that it's air, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough story. But uh, but it's so important because if you think about it, if you generally, I would say growing up, when we hear about domestic violence, it was always in the older end of the spectrum yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. You don't, they, they didn't talk about it, the signs of it. You mm-hmm. would see in your late teens, early 20s, kind of what that looks like. Yeah. And to then have it kind of show. And of course, they had to do a quick escalation because mm-hmm. usually it's things of like, everybody sees this person up front or everybody sees it's so mm-hmm. cool. This And that is the point it's like the abusers are not walking around yeah, <laughs> yeah. Screaming, i'm an abuser right, right. you know <laughs> yeah. on that there, it's always going to be a person that we're i didn't know mm-hmm. <laughs> and so but it's up to you know the friends to provide the support but at the same time sh- you know you can only do so much support mm-hmm. and that person in that situation does have to do their own work to be able to get themselves out too yeah. mm-hmm. isn't that gonna be blatant like in that that, that harassment uh, training you, you and i took that one time <laughs> isaac where the person literally walks up in front of everyone and says, listen here, I'm going to slap you up beside this place. I'm going to slap you up before and beat you up in front of all these people here. And I'm like, okay, come on, guys. I understand you guys are trying to make a point, but the, yeah. There's some Part subtlety. of the acting was really bad, but. Yeah, that too. <laughs> on the same subject but this other episode I was talking about is from season 3 episode 3 the hat makes the man this one is when Walter and Jaleesa clash over punishment for a guy who had a girl over. Yeah, who had let a girl stay over <laughs> who was going into Navy the next day. Normally, nobody in opposite sex is supposed to stay in anyone's dorm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Walter is okay with it. Like, oh, the girl's going off to the Navy. This is her last and chance. she blah, leaves blah. before such and such, such time. time. He was okay with it. Jaleesa's like, well, you wouldn't be like that if it was reverse if mm-hmm. they had a guy in there. And he was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of wouldn't. I mean, he didn't say he wouldn't, but it kind of seemed like he wouldn't. Uh-huh. And so that became a big thing in the dorms where all the women were upset and wanted Quincy to be punished for what he did. And the guys were like, oh, it's fine. So it became a whole thing about sexism and yeah, how double standards. Law, and, double standards. and I kind mm-hmm. of thought, because that was like one of the first times I actually heard of the idea of sexism slash double standards when it comes between the sexes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, I appreciate yeah. that you were uh, like young when you saw yeah. this, but well, I was a woman. I didn't know about this, right? Like as a girl growing up with a brother, I yeah. was so well acquainted from oh. such a young age. I mean, I assume y'all were because I mean, I was the youngest, so my sister was the oldest. So the double mm-hmm. standard was I thought it was because she's older and I'm younger. So of course, my mom wouldn't. I thought your sister would disagree. Yeah, it, it became different though. <laughs> she would. <laughs> Well, and it's it's funny he mentions that because I one of the things mm-hmm. like we argue about is like when parking when he's driving I'm like why don't you park over there he's like why are you always it anyway there was a time where he wouldn't park and I said can you please park somewhere else and he's like why I'm like there's nothing wrong with parking lot just park somewhere else and so he was just like begrudgingly actually did and I said now when we get out of the car and we have this conversation I'm like now something you may not ever have considered is why I get picky about parking you park next to the creepy white van <laughs> and he was just like and you're laughing because you know it's oh, actually yeah. where this is going. And I was like, I am all of, you know, my height, which is not tall. I can't park next to the creepy white van because I may never show up again. Like, this is where you will find said car and Amber disappeared. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I'm like, creepy white van, they'll just pluck you up. And that's it. I'm like, I have to watch where I park mm-hmm. because at that point, getting into your car, you are actually quite vulnerable. And yes, there are stories where people will yoink you as you're getting into mm-hmm. your car. Absolutely. And he's like, really? Like, it was genuinely like he never, it never occurred no, to him. It's something that never occurred to me because yeah. I don't think of that as a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm like, what, 6'3", 200 and some odd pounds. They're not going to target me for a snatch and grab unless I, you know, have money hanging off me or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. But this is like the same reason why I'll never wear headphones when I'm on a walk. Oh, yeah. I need to hear Mm -hmm. what's going on around me. Always. And and like I said, this is what I totally understand. Because I started, once she said that, I started looking at different, if I was a woman, what, what. And Mm -hmm. the funny part is, I wish that was something that other people in this country did. They realized that not everything happens to them that you should probably think of other people too absolutely because yeah. i didn't because like i said like i try to make an effort now not to do that because what she said it but yeah. now i'm thinking like yeah she's right that well is even stuff like about public bathrooms they've come yeah. up a lot lately that i don't really don't think about things being creepy there if like there's a <laughs> flickering light and yeah, oh, yeah. It's actually That's something just I really room. appreciate with Isaac, like yeah. him understanding that he is a big burly white guy is a person that a lot of humans don't feel safe around. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that Isaac, depending on where we are and what's going on, he'll make a point to like walk a little slower to like smile a little more. He is like trying to give people space and signals that I get it. I might make you uncomfortable. I'm letting you know that we're right. cool. We're cool right. here. He mentioned that our friend was staying with us for a little while. She's my friend. He had never met her before she showed up at our house to stay with us for a week. (laughs) <laughs> and like she ended up staying with us for longer than a week and he made a point to not be here when I wasn't here because he was like you and I both know it's fine but she doesn't know me I'm not looking mm-hmm. to like make her uncomfortable by existing around her as like a strange guy who's giant right I was like I think she'd be fine but also thank you for considering yeah for, I don't know although Isaac does look like a college professor he also <laughs> looks like a early lumberjack you called me Unabomber for like three years <laughs> oh yeah. wow I yeah, call him yeah, yeah, and the Candyman, yeah, <laughs> called the Candyman, the Unabomber. But it's it's one of those things where I, I like that the show brought those things, yeah, to yeah, to, to the forefront of the Absolutely. thought of like, and you know when Whitley was working for oh, was it EJ Wright or EA Wright, mm-hmm. and the harassment episode we mm-hmm. saw last came night up. too, yeah, and, I, and, I feel like that should have ended different. 
Yeah. It just, also the way that people were just leaving that office door closed all right. the uh-huh. time. It's, and that's what I found was really strange because like now my job, I can see this. I have an office. But anyway, <laughs> you know, Get and a even, button that closes the door. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I wish I wish I did. But um, see, well, if I open, if I yep, open my if now. I open my yep. window of my office on tape now. and I don't use the doorstop, the door will like slam shut because oh, the air yeah. pressure. Yeah, right, right. But it makes a really loud sound. And I'm like, I can't be disturbing everybody like that. But. Even when I was speaking with, say, my supervisor or some other people, like the door would be open mm-hmm. unless the conversation needed to be. Yeah, there's some confidential sure. information yeah. that then we're discussing. There's an awareness that I mean, people are like, well, probably when harassment start first getting defined in the mm-hmm. workplace, and things like that, I can't talk to them. Like if somehow you can't talk to someone of the opposite sex without somehow touching them, then you That's have a weird. problem. Yeah. Well, well, for real. Yeah. Well, 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 with the, when Whitley got the, her boss's boss to understand that this was an issue, he was like, I want to see both of you in HR tomorrow at whatever time. And then he leaves them alone and closes the door behind yeah. him. Yeah, what Sir, the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> hey, right. hey, as a supervisor, I was told it's okay to ask a woman what color panties she was wearing, like he did. <laughs> Like that, and it's so that episode was so in a way it was cringy because it's like, yeah, like this feels a little too dramatic. But then I was like, you know what? But there are folks that are just like uh-huh. this. the problem like, is, problem me is, too happened 20 years later. Yeah, it was like that literally sounds like something that Weinstein said to these I, yeah. It was probably, hey, what color is your like? <laughs> That was literally happening, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I want to laugh at that because you're like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Then you have And they Matt shot Lauer. the show in L.A. Yeah. Those rumors that were mm-hmm. around. So. Oh, yeah. oh, God. So, yeah, this this is funny. I mean, that's that not funny, episode but, reminded yeah. me of Dolly Parton in 9 to 5, if you've oh, seen that movie. Yeah. 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 Was that when they, that was before they wrapped the guy up and, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So you get, <laughs> that's you the one. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of things I remember for that movie. Yeah. It's besides, but, you know, the song was them rapping him up i'm like mm-hmm. well they touched on so many so many things oh well my other one is season five episode 11 mammy dearest oh mammy yeah you want to talk Which about that one? one so mammy when whitley was they were doing a dorm dedication mm-hmm. and whitley brought out a picture no she brought up mammy she brought up little mammy figurines Ooh. and which is so interesting because what all of three years ago that became a huge discussion uh-huh. yeah. about the that particular figure in pati- particular and, and so and mama yeah well Mm -hmm. And so with, you know, the Mammy discussion is so it's so and I thought I I liked it for the sense that it's a discussion that most white people have never had (laughs) because I'm just like part of this is like, well, why would you? But it was something that I know would like some of my friends too. It's like, I know that's not a discussion that we have because the context behind it is not going to be there usually. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And And so so Kim doesn't like that they have it. And so Kim gets upset because. Well, she sees it as a reflection of her because she more closely resembles resembles yeah. the she's imagery dark and that uh-huh. she had she was she dressed up as a she, Nubian princess she had dressed up as a Nubian princess but mm-hmm. it had been interpreted as she was dressing mm-hmm. up as Mammy oh. and, no and Jemima oh what's, that, yeah when she told that story like it really uh, that actually Kim. yeah that does and that resonates with me being of a darker complexion a lot of the stuff looks like me reason why 
mind, I count this one of the most memorable ones for me because it made me realize that a lot of stuff that we do in regular or a lot of customs or a lot of stuff we do in regular social interactions are based off either very racist stuff mm-hmm. or towards black people or very racist stuff towards Native Americans. Because they talk about the dozens in there, too, because Ron and uh, yeah. Ron and Wayne uh-huh. start doing the dozens. For people who don't know, that's when you basically sit down there and you make fun of each other's mamas through different ones. But that was based off the slave trade and mm-hmm. talking about the different characteristics of slaves. The whole idea of Mamie was based off the old slave that worked in the house. Uh, was it Tic-Tac-Toe? That, well, or not Tic-Tac-Toe, Eeny, Meeny, Miney, But Mamie being yeah, that was the, the comfortable issue. slave. She's the one who's the caretaker. She's the one that makes everything okay. She's the one that feels comfortable. She's mothering everyone. Yeah, she's yes. not threatening whatsoever. Mm. And she does everything with a smile because this is what she truly enjoys doing. Mm. And playing to that, but Mamie was just this complete minstrel character that mm-hmm. had been created. Yeah, a lot but of it was, was that vaudeville shenanigans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was just... so normalized as mm-hmm. to this being okay. Yeah. That yeah. it's that getting rid of people are like, what do you mean? But why? Like, because oh, yeah. I, I had this discussion mm-hmm. with my roommate in college and it was about, and because we're essential noise, it's about the chief. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that did not go over well, but why? <laughs> But it's like my family's Italian history and there's the Finding Irish. I don't have a problem with that. I'm like, first of all, it's not about you. And now I have better wording yeah. about yeah. Stop uh-huh. centering yourself in this discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one. And two, the actual people that this was supposed to be representing are like one that doesn't represent them. It was always a white person's representation of what uh-huh. they yeah. felt was a Native American person should be. It, that's why I'm like, if the local tribes are okay with a particular yes. you know, depiction, yeah. depiction mm-hmm. cool. They, but if they're like this depiction is not actually representative of any of the nations that were in this location maybe then you should change it so pulling it all together is what I understood and I'm fine with that mm-hmm. because and it's maybe it's because as a black person I can see clearly you know yeah. brown face black yeah. face like that uh-huh. feeling of like that's not even how I anybody I know are like that's not a great that's depiction. why mm-hmm. this episode ranks so I didn't because I thought about stuff like that and that was when like example going to what Amber says people always use the example of Florida State so Seminoles, that they still have the ability to be called the Seminoles, that they still have a white guy run out and do all the stuff that the Native American guy and like, mm-hmm. why is it that yeah. they get to do that and other people can't? You know why? Because they asked. <laughs> yes. <'cause laughs> well, 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 before the whole issue came up about the chief and other Native American names for people, they actually did the thing and went to the Seminole Nation and asked the Seminole Nation, hey, what do your warriors look like? What stuff do they do? Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And the Seminole Nation gave them the okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why they did it. Because people were really upset when they didn't. NCAA said you had to change everything. They're like, well, why does Florida State did it? And then was like, because they got permission. <laughs> Unlike you guys. Tangentially yeah. related, when I was in college, I did a business writing class, and mm-hmm. one of the projects we had to do was an examination of a social issue, and that is the term that was used, a social issue, and what could happen locally that could impact, like, we needed to make recommendations. How can we impact this issue for positive change? And mine ended up being about funding the public library in a way to decrease adult literacy problems. One of my classmates was about the chief and his position was they're taking away an icon of this school and this great tradition and we need to find a way to keep the chief. And I remember as like a 20 year old, (laughs) I remember as a 20 year old sitting in this class being like, 
this is your social issue? <laughs> that is, you want to keep a racist bastard? <laughs> like, God. buddy. He's like, we are not the same. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what you got from this assignment where this is where you ended up. <laughs> You'd be surprised the fucked up stuff you hear. Because, like, people assume, like, because I'm the white guy, they tell me stuff. Like, they just mention things. And I was like, I do not agree, man. Right? Well, well, and I, yeah. it's funny that you bring that aspect up there are people who are biracial mm-hmm. who would fully pass as white mm-hmm. that, that's a whole sure, nother yeah. thing mm-hmm. and they said the things they hear from people who assume it's like this is awful yeah for real if it's never been brought up before that this should be a thing that you pay attention to mm-hmm. I could see how you could just not know I, just, like, I feel like that's one of natural. your superpowers <laughs> is that people are going to assume that you agree things and you get to be in this position where you could be like Oh, actually, I don't. And that's really (laughs) fucked up. You should keep that to yourself. Just just as an example, (laughs) up to like my late teens, I didn't realize Mr. Popo was a black man. Oh, yeah. 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 It just never occurred to me. I thought he was an alien. It just. (laughs) I I, I thought he was too. Then as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's motherfucking blackface. Right. I was like, like, that's so. What the fuck? I know. It's like, this is one of the reasons why I can't rock with the show as much as I really want to. Yeah. Cause I'm like, man, you, you, you were so close. <laughs> like, like, oh, uh, I mean, yeah. Piccolo's obviously a black guy, right? But yeah. it's yeah. like, All the yeah, dynamics, get, yeah, yeah. But you have him, but then you're like, oh, let's uh, make Mr. Popo. It, it never occurred to me until one of my friends was just like, oh man, a super racist. Is like, wait for real. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like, and then it's like, when you see it, it's like, so it's one of the things we're mm-hmm. growing. So my dad was born in 1950s Alabama. So yeah, yeah. Take from that his perspective things. Yeah, that would be putting it nicely, but no, that's not even it. it it's one of those things where Who taught he, you he, to read. He okay. Remember which family member you're talking to. I know. Yeah. So you know, talking about how he's bused to a different school because, of course, he couldn't go to the schools close to his house because he didn't look the way that he needed to. Oof. But doing so in a way that made it so I and my sister were aware of these things, mm-hmm. but not to walk around the chip on her shoulder because that wouldn't serve us any good either. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and so it was one of the things like he's like, essentially, he's like, not to say this in a way, but he's like, you got two trucks against you. You're black and you're a girl. Like, <laughs> Amber, yeah, yeah. Amber, you are so good at segues because that segues right into my next episode. I Is know. Through white guys episode, yeah, but oh, it, it's just oh, it's yeah. one of the things where well, yeah. it, it goes yes. into the the play of like you know people are gonna have assumptions about mm-hmm. you. He's like, and unfortunately, it's like one of those things where he's like, you're gonna have to work twice as hard to be seen half as good. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that that <laughs> that sticks with me because it's true. Yeah. And like yeah. I've gotten a lot of assumptions growing up of like you speak so well. Like it's a very surprising <laughs> Why would thing you say that? <laughs> of like yeah. d- like we don't expect you to be able to put together these sentences with like words and 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 complexities and ideas and i'm just like i'm over here as a whole human yeah. hey isaac how's that work out what i used to do people used to ask me like wow i was very intelligent what i used to do what was that oh i used to be like whenever someone would say oh i that's very intelligent like making it seem like oh wow you're black you wouldn't have done that i go oh i'm sorry mr <laughs> oh, yes. i just be doing no i just know how to be doing sweeping because i don't know how to do no net no not no how yeah Whoa. so but but, but mammy yeah. with that was assumed to be this mm-hmm down character who was lesser but she served as well so we're going to review her so we're going to put her on all this marketing gear and Kim at the end of the episode comes around you know starts off dressed up as Mammy and then they changed her her whole costume into this absolutely gorgeous yeah that that dance number 
Lambert was amazing. The way she recited that poem, the delivery was absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And this emphasis. And so taking that character and evolving it. And then a couple years ago. Yowza, yowza, Yeah, that was in there. (laughs) But taking that character and then evolving it. Now, a couple years ago. Uh, Jemima's now taking off the syrup because we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, black people, this and that. And I'm just like, that's nice. We're just asking for us to stop being killed at higher rates. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember we had that conversation ever. And I, was, I think I had a conversation with you too, Isaac. I was like, uh-huh. I love how people are like, this will help race relations. I'm like, yeah, that's like really down on my list yeah, of stuff I care yeah. about. <laughs> like, Let's stuff the bricks through the windows. Yeah, we'll like, like right. taking Aunt Jemima off the box or taking Uncle yeah. Ben off the box. Didn't really care. Care. Better funding for school. Yeah, I rather, yeah. As I said, I'd rather not get shot by people who I'm paying money mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. I'd rather that my son will have a better opportunity right. to grow in love yeah, and be it's able like, to. Well, with like ants yeah. my superpower of people assuming I'm yeah. on their side. Like, I feel like it's also my job to be like, that's a fucked up thing you just yeah. said. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, there's so much of that, especially online where people can kind of hide yeah. with their stupid opinions behind a screen name. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't try to look at stuff because usually it devolves into either. But yeah, yeah, it involves know, either something racist part, or something sexist. That that's the part that sucks because I know a good percentage of people, if they had exposure to people who were different from oh, them yeah. in yeah, some fashion, yeah. and I do mean that across the board, mm-hmm. and really interacted in a way that's not forced. First of all, (laughs) but interact in a way that just allow people to be that that would help in a lot of sense, because there is this thing of where people are separating themselves because they are so entrenched in whatever beliefs that they have. You know, some people like, well, I do have I always love this one. I have a insert whatever (laughs) group. It's like you want to put here. That doesn't mean friend, what you think it means. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, uh, Everyone I, I, has I, one. I, I right. had that argument with somebody and like, well, I worked with black people and I have black friends and I'm like, I hope you weren't counting me as one of them in your little <laughs> right. tirade here because you're still it's wrong. Right. Um, and I hope that you're saying like, oh, I've had conversations with people. Okay. How deep actually were those conversations? Mm-hmm. Right. Like there are people who I've talked to white people like, I don't talk yeah. about the same things uh, that I do right. with people the say, yeah. people say that. People say that I have a black friend or whatever. That's a same way people saying well i have a daughter so i'm upset that you <laughs> say this stuff about women i'm like that yeah, does it always extra fucked up when people are like i recognize the humanity of this whole group of people because i talked to one one day. yes <laughs> yeah like, I- would be like, what? I'm an expert on bread because I own a toaster. What yeah. The fuck? yeah. Yes. And I always find it so funny. And, and, and there was this, there's, I can't remember the name of it. And it actually is really good because of clips of it. But there's a white woman. And I think there's a black woman too. But um, this white woman is talking to this group of other white women. This is important because she knows she has to be the messenger because mm-hmm. she's like, I look like you all. So you can't discount what I'm saying because mm-hmm. I am yeah. part of your group. So at one point, I guess in this discussion, she basically, you know, who here has has carnal interactions with you know men or whatever and at some point this and that it's like are things something along those lines but she basically told them you can't fuck your way out of racism (laughs) (laughs) and the looks of like shock on the women's faces there's like you can't just say oh i fucked with the black guy or a producer by racial mm-hmm. child so i can't be racist she's like no that's not how that that's works. not Tom how that was racist as hell and he had a lot of biracial kids <laughs> well he raped her that's what that comes down to i mean pat 
This, that, no. Do you want me to censor that? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've had that discussion. Like, no, that was. So she basically was saying, like, I just know, because. I know it was rape because she's a slave. She didn't have no. She rights. had no agency. And no agency, yeah. no yeah. consent. Mm-hmm. And the funny part is, he let others go of those said children and kept others enslaved. Did you know that? Yeah. I had not heard that. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew that. Yeah. I think those are the ones he didn't like because they probably you know, weren't cool. Well, was anyway, it like, could they pass? Was that a part of it? I don't know the details for sure. Sure, but he, that, he yeah. yeah he released some and mm-hmm. which to me I, anyhow it's extra fuck yeah, i know it's yeah. just like yeah. because she's even said you know oh if i have these kids can they be freed and he lied and mm-hmm. also yeah. too george washington purposely like moved his slaves in and out because if you kept your slaves so long in like a, within a year then you were supposed to free them uh, okay. so he would go up until the day and then would like travel all the country with them all and then come back huh so i'm like just so like cool. it's reminding me of that yes. episode where it was like Whitley, her like her relatives had. Oh my gosh, like, when that, she that found out, yeah. that's the same episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same episode. Yeah. Same episode uh, as Mamie. Mamie when she found out. She's like, uh-huh. "What do you mean they own slaves?" Mm-hmm. Like, it's and like, she's well. trying. It's like, well, where do you think your family's generational wealth came from? And you black. I mean, yeah. but the yeah. thing is, I liked about when they did the show is they looked to make sure that what they were telling was true. Yeah, like they yeah, weren't just sure. making things well, up necessarily well, to make them up. The segue I talked about. Nine minutes ago. <laughs> was, we do this all the time over yeah, here. Yeah, we do it all the time. <laughs> BS Reactor is recorded in a college town in the Midwestern United States. All voices, music, and mixing are done by us. All rights reserved. If you have any comments, questions, or you want to tell us about which episodes really stuck with you, contact the show on Instagram, SoundCloud, or our website, BESReactor.com. Join us next time for part three. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you.